Welcome on in to Stacking Dubs. This is your host, Chris Chin, and it's nice to be back with you. I've been on an all-star break of my own uh, since we returned. I've, I've missed the last couple games. I was trying to get a podcast in for you guys, but I was in Denver. Yeah, boo Denver. I was in Denver. My my full-time day job is I work for a nonprofit. And even though I'm in Los Angeles, they're based in Colorado and Denver. And what we do is we take cancer survivors uh, and we call them thrivers. We take them up to the Rocky Mountains to camp. Uh, and amongst other programs, and we show them adventure and teach them how to live beyond cancer through things like whitewater rafting and horseback riding. We do cross-country skiing and snowshoeing and all sorts of fun stuff in the winter. And it's really just to empower them and let, let these cancer survivors know that they can still live beyond that cancer and, and really just take control of their, their own happiness in their lives. Um, so we did our, our gala, Hearts and Hope fundraising gala this past week. So I was off. I was busy. I was trying to find times to get a podcast in. I was sneaking off um, after dinner and the evening events to watch the, the ends of the Lakers game and the Hornets game from this past Thursday and Friday. Both good wins. I'm glad neither was excruciatingly close. So I was able to to find time to in my hotel room watch us win a couple moderately ugly games. And I intended to get a podcast in on Saturday, but I just ran out of time running around uh, for this game against the Nuggets. I said, "There's no way I can miss this," despite my flight home being exactly at the same time as the game. So I went radio silent, airplane mode, recorded the game. That's the worst part about that is you, you you check your emails, you still check a couple things. And I, I forgot that I get one alert in my email that gives me a recap. So all I saw before I, I flipped off was Warrior Storm. And then I stopped reading. So what, what it really messes with you guys. If you've ever recorded a game, could you think through what could that mean, right? Like the Warrior Storm back to win, the Warrior Storm ahead, cruise to a victory. Or the Warriors storm ahead only to X, Y, Z, give up a lead, et cetera, et cetera. Well, unfortunately, this was the latter of the outcomes as I'm sitting there and see the Warriors get out to a fast lead against Denver and then ultimately give up that lead by halftime. I'm thinking, ooh, this title in my email could only mean that we stormed ahead only for something bad to happen. So that's exactly what happened. Kicking myself, uh, I should have just, just watched live until uh, until probably the middle of the, the second quarter and then tuned out from there. But nevertheless, here we are. We're back on Stacking Dubs to talk about a tough loss coming off of two good wins. We'll, we'll jump back to Thursday really quick. Warriors really showing that they can take care of the teams that are middle of the road, right? We're going to call the Lakers middle of the road, especially without LeBron really wore on Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, a very good game kind of containing Anthony Davis. I, I'll say it even now after facing Anthony Davis and Nikola Jokic, just two of the best bigs in the league that I really don't think anyone defends those type of guys better than Draymond Green, despite being six foot six or seven. He guards them with his lower body as well as anybody and just keeps them in tough positions. Um, so that's what I really liked about uh, Draymond's performance and watching that Lakers game. Next night, obviously the Hornets, only a 14-team win, but they were coming off of four straight wins. Very, very ugly game on the offensive side. We could, I guess, call that a good defensive showing by the Warriors. 
But ultimately, the Warriors pull ahead, win comfortably, sealing the back-to-back wins. And it doesn't matter who you're playing. Anytime you can win a back-to-back comfortably where your starters are resting by the end, you will absolutely take it. So again, fast-forwarding to last night's game against the Nuggets. Well, Warriors dropped this one after storming ahead as we've covered 119 to 103 drops the Warriors record to 29 and 27 back into 10th place into the play-in. A lot of things I liked in this game. A lot of things I didn't like as well. As the Warriors got ahead, well, it was on the, it was on the heels of sixth man clay came in hot in this one, 16 points in the first quarter, 23 points in the first half had some swagger, was flexing on people, doing a little dance. You love to see that he was embracing this role. Love to see how hot he can still get. He was five of seven on three-pointers in the first half, I believe. And Warriors jumped out to a 16-point lead. At this point, I'm, I could not be more optimistic on where the Warriors are. This was a barometer game to find out exactly how good the Warriors have been. We haven't really been tested short of against an elite team like the Clippers, who went very similar to this past game, jumped out to a lead, show we can hang with with the elite teams, but not for four full quarters. And that's what happened in this one with about two to three minutes left in the first half. Denver goes on a 14 to zero run to close the first half and go into the, uh, into the break tied brutal. It was part of a greater 28 to four run and Denver outscored golden state by 32 points over the final 29 minutes in this game, punctuating a four and O season sweep by the nuggets really tough. The Warriors have lost their last seven games between these teams really since they knocked out the Nuggets, who were missing Murray a couple years ago in 2022, on our way to a championship, I may add. But I thought the Warriors have really matched up well with the Nuggets, getting them running, getting Jokic guarding in space. To Jokic's credit, really seemed to fix a lot of those defensive problems. He was a presence and had a couple steals in this one. It's turning out to be a, a little bit of a problem. And as well as I think Draymond Green plays Nikola Jokic, it's just any time Jokic just switched on to anyone else. Looney, Kaminga, Wiggins, It's he's just getting whatever he wants and doing what he's done for the past several years in this league, just absolutely dominating the game. Well, in our losses, and there have been only a couple since we've been stacking dubs on this podcast, What we're going to do when we lose games is we're going to look at what we learned. What do we learn about the Warriors? What do we learn about who we are and what we need to do better? Well, I think we learned that while we can take care of these middle of the road teams and we can hang with some of these best teams, we're not quite there yet. The Nuggets championship pedigree really shined through. And once they found their rhythm in this game, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. There wasn't a lot the Warriors can do. The Warriors are 3-16 and 16 against teams that are on a 50-win pace so far this season. 3-16. and 16. They are 2-12 and 12 against the Timberwolves, Thunder, Nuggets, and Clippers, the four top teams in the West. And they've been in all of those games. They've been winning a lot of those games, and sometimes by double digits. 
but we haven't been able to close the deal. Is that our starters? Is it our closers? It's been a little bit of everything, but what we're learning is that we have a little bit further to go. And I'm confident that this team is still improving. Honestly, we didn't play that well last night. A lot of the shots just didn't fall. Steph Curry had one of his more mediocre to, to below average games. And Curry only had four points in the first half when we were up 16. I mean, we had them on the ropes at that point. You know, Curry, who went one of 10 on threes, you know, he shoots his 45, 50% normally. And now you can say we were up maybe close to 20 points, 25 points in that game. And that game is effectively over at home. Although we've also seen the Warriors blow those as well. But nevertheless, Warriors, we learned 15-point leads are just our Achilles heel. Seven games now on the season, losing with a 15-point lead. You flip those seven games around, and we're 36-20, and 20, and we're a game out of fourth place in the West. Turnovers, blown leads. That's really been the name, name of the game this year. Transition defense is the other one, which was not good at I don't know the exact totals by the end, but at one point, fast break points was Nuggets 17 to three. Not good enough. Warriors not getting out and running in transition, not getting easy buckets in transition, but most importantly, not defending in transition. Those fast break points have really killed us. The turnovers, there are only 17, only 17 turnovers by the Warriors in this one, but they were ugly turnovers. They weren't aggressive turnovers where had the pass gotten through it would have been an easy layup they were a lot of unforced ugly turnovers just a lot of overpassing in the lane just passes at feet just Draymond Green had six turnovers and all of them were just a, not great decisions so we need to trim that number down that is often the difference in in close games like this and then lastly we already talked about it a little bit but we learned that if Steph Curry isn't playing great, and by great, I mean shooting 50%, by great, I mean making five or six threes a game. If he's not playing great, it is really hard for us to beat these elite teams. It's, it's an offensive league this year. These best teams are going to score 115, 125 points in games. And if Curry doesn't have it going, well, we that would mean that we're getting a great effort from literally everybody else to pick up his slack. It's just our team and our offense is so dependent on Curry being great. But that being said, you know, the Clay brought it tonight. Kaminga brought it tonight. We had a few good contributors. Wiggins also scored 14 points. The offense was strength in numbers. If Curry has a little bit better game and if some of the shots just start falling, very easily could have been a dub tonight. Um, but going back to Curry, Steve Kerr said after the game, you know, Curry with all the all-star game festivities and just the travel. And, you know, he said the fatigue did play a factor in Steph's performance. So we may end up trying to get him a game off where we can uh, coming up on this on this road trip, which we'll look at. But ultimately, we're learning. Warriors still have work to do. We can still be optimistic. And I still believe that they can put this together and make a championship run. So that's what we learned tonight. Things that I liked. We talked about it already, but Draymond on Jokic. The Warriors are content with not doubling Jokic when Draymond Green is in the game guarding him. Draymond, for the first quarter and a half, really shut down Joker. Yes, Jokic got his points. But again, it's not coming on the typical double team that's required where now you're leaving three-point shooters. 
Draymond can force Jokic into difficult shots and will live with the outcome. Over the course of, say, a series in the playoffs, you're making Jokic work. You're attacking him on defense. You're making him isolate and score. You're making him work and really challenging that big frame of his and forcing him to really just be in good condition. So I love that we're forcing him to be a scorer because he would love to just sit there and pass the three-point shooters, and that's how they won their championship last year. So I really do think that Draymond is still an elite defender in this league. I think if I had to pick one defender to guard anyone from your John Morantz and De'Aaron Fox's fast point guards in the league, all the way to your Embiid, Jokic, and Anthony Davises, Draymond Green is the best one through five defender, most versatile defender, which is crazy because he's six foot six and he can guard literally anybody. So we still have what I think is the best defensive player in this past generation. And he's still near the peak of his powers. I thought watching, it only happened a couple of times, but when the Jokic and Jamal Murray pick and roll really got activated, when we have Wiggins on Murray and Draymond on Jokic, those two are as good as you're going to get in a pick and roll situation defensively uh, as it's going to be in probably the NBA. So I thought that that was encouraging to see. It only happened a few matchups, but those two know how to navigate it very well. Ultimately, there's too many other combinations, switches, substitutions where you're getting Jokic matched up on your Loonies and Murray's on or Kenyonis is on Murray. And well, that's why Jokic finished with 32, 16, and 16, and Murray finished with 27. And it quite frankly could have been more. Random side note, I know this is a Warriors show, but Jokic, first one in the NBA ever to have three consecutive games of 15 rebounds and 15 assists. As was said on the telecast, it, some of this stuff is just numbing. This The triple-double statistics that this guy puts up, it's literally numbing at this point, no matter how great they are. It's very comparable to the Steph three-point shooting uh, accolades that he has. He's record upon record. You just, you're not even amazed anymore. It just They just keep on building up and, and compiling. So anyways, great game by them and Jokic. Other things I liked, uh, Kaminga, really aggressive in this one. Slow start, but when we needed it, especially in the fourth quarter, he attacked and he got to the free throw line. Finished with 19 points, six rebounds, three assists, but 50% from the field on five of 10 shooting, and he got to the line 13 times. Only made nine of them, but he's been about 73% on the season for, from the line and if you're going to get to the line that much at 73%, we will take that all the time. TJD also in only 12 minutes, which I, I've talked about it before. If we can carve out a nine to 12 minute roll for him or more, he can make a difference. And he was good in this one. He had six points. He had two blocks, which are both impressive blocks near at the hoop. Really gives us that added dimension of a two-way big. And in a game like this, you really need that where Aaron Gordon was really getting a lot of pressure on the rim. I like the Kaminga-Gordon matchup, but having that extra rim presence with TJD in the game at that point does make a huge difference. No, he can't guard someone like a Jokic who's just too crafty for any rookie, except maybe I'd like to see him against Wembenyama, who might be the best defensive player I've ever seen already. He's going to win like seven or eight defensive player of the year awards. But I say that because TJD has a role and in the right matchups, he is a weapon for us. So I like the way he played. And lastly, we referenced it earlier. Just I like seeing Clay Lexon. I like to see him happy. Kind of got that swagger back. He's feeling himself. The 
hardest thing about it is that it was all in the first half. Where is this in the second half? It, is it the legs? It, it's just consistently the opposite of Jonathan Kaminga. Clay comes out hot and then he cools off in the second half, whereas Kaminga tends to come out slow and then really bring it on late. Is it the legs? Is it, I, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, Clay has just struggled to put together two good halves when he has it going. Um, so keep on flexing your way, Clay. Love to see it. But let's find that in the second half and find ways to keep us in games like this where we really need somebody to pick up the scoring load late. Well, looking ahead, we hit the road. Back to another road trip where we've been pretty good lately. Uh, let's see if we can piece together starting with a trip to host Jordan Poole and the Wizards. Let's see how good Jordan Poole is at hosting his, his old friends and a couple foes, <laughs> although he's going to be doing it from the bench, it seems. So we'll really been struggling. But I would love to talk to you about that after the next next game on a Warriors, hopefully demolishing of the Wizards. After that, we have a back-to-back -back against the Knicks. That's a great test. And then the Raptors right after that. And then we go to Boston, which is another great test. If we can come away on this four-game road trip, two and two, we'll take it. If we can get three and one, we're stoked. I think we have to take care of the Wizards and the Raptors, and then let's split the Celtics and Knicks. But we've said this on this podcast before. Let's win the first three, have some momentum, take care of Boston, come back on a four and a road trip. We'll return home to the Bucks. So tricky schedule coming up, but very good. Again, test to see where we're at. Also, CP3 just declared returning against the Wizards. Then we'll see how our money stacked up in that lot in the CP3 for pool trade. It'll be good, if nothing else, for CP3 to get Steph some rest, get Steph a little bit off the ball, and hopefully just kind of reduce his usage a little bit. All right, guys, it was nice to be back. I look forward to seeing you for a nice full week of games. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And let's get some more wins, guys. I think we can do it. We've shown some things. Let's get a little bit momentum built up again, and let's get back to our winning ways. Until next time, this has been Chris Chin. Peace, love, and stacking dubs.